Are you feeling stuck at home? Well, that's because you are. Most of us are. How's your family handling it? Do you feel like things are peaceful and productive? Or are you feeling it getting a little strained around the edges? Dell and I have a lot of fun in this episode talking about four things that your family can do that will help you stay happy with each other day after day after day for as long as it takes. Enjoy. Bags are packed. Are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road. Riding with you in the sunnier days. I wouldn't want it any other way. Welcome to the Wife Savers Podcast, where multi award winning author and global marriage educator Ramona Zabriskie provides answers to your real wife questions. Our goal is to help you appreciate your womanhood, prioritize your personal development, and craft a powerful partnership with the man in your life. Hi, I'm Hannah Allen, and I'm proud to introduce my parents, Ramona and Dale Zabriskie. And yes, this is how they talk all the time. Let's listen. Dale Zabriskie here once again, and continuing to follow directions given from on high. Uh, sheltering oh. in my place, oh. and being a good little boy. <laughs> I thought you were going to say following directions from on high, meaning me. Oh, like, <laughs> well, that's true. Was, there's what a lot. What is he talking about? <laughs> well, there's so many, so many layers to this, right? You've got the federal, you got the the world government. I saying did not things. tell you you had to shelter in place. No, no, but you told was... me to take out the trash and other stuff like that. So <laughs> and wear your mask when you wear do my it. mask. You know, as I'm not. I have to be here to take out the trash. Can't go anywhere. <laughs> funny. Funny. It is a... It's, it's a, a funny time. It is. And we've had, you know, we've had some time here to kind of, you know, deal with it and figure out what works for you. Yes. Right. That You mean, you meaning individuals yeah. or me? I see I'm confused who you're talking about, <laughs> me or to me. For you, for me? <laughs> I am you. You are me? You are me? No, I'm you. So, oh, we're getting into... Getting into movie lines. Inside jokes. All okay. right. I have a letter. So let's get right to it because this is a perfect lead into the part three of our podcast trilogy on the crisis. <laughs> Sheltering in place. Yes. <laughs> Ready? I told my husband that I'm the kind of person that will obey all the rules and not mind going out. Hey, that's just what you just said, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. I'm not alone. I've really enjoyed being home for the past few weeks. But the truth is all the worry over the virus and groceries and toilet paper is starting to wear on me. And the kids are getting cabin fever and my husband is getting edgy. What should I do? What do you think? Mm. Throw me a wife saver. I think that's probably pretty common out there. <laughs> well, lucky for, for her, I am going to throw her not just a wife saver. I've got tons of ideas mm. um, for her. And I'm assuming, like you say, a lot of other people, yeah, she's I think not alone. In this are mode. In, because, listen, we are in times that uh, are testing us. 
And we thought it was tough just the first few weeks. We don't know how long this no, is going to go on. It could or go on come for back, a long time. Or we could come back. Or and, we could be yeah. in the same situation again. Some are predicting that. It goes in waves. So yeah, these are times that test not just what individuals are made of, what countries or businesses are made of, but what families are made of as the days and weeks of this whole thing wait on and on you're gonna see and i'm already starting to see look at this letter writer she says my husband's getting edgy right we're gonna see families start to crack and i'm afraid crumble under the incessant strains like like what kind of strains are we feeling no yeah it's it can i mean just the fact that you're together more than you were right (laughs) yes and we're going to address that's a strain for a lot of people but at the same time you have a lack of sociality yeah it's an interesting uh dichotomy there right sociality is very compressed and and specific and narrow and in a lot of ways we might have less responsibilities Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but in other ways we have more responsibilities because maybe we're having to educate our kids at home yeah, but you've and never done. we're not done. used to being the right. principal and the teacher and the counselor right. and the nurse and the PE. Yeah, that's right. The, uh, <laughs> what do they call that? The uh, gra- the, the, the play yard monitor. Yes, you know. yes. Playground the monitor. Playground, playground, playground monitor. monitor. It's a job I held in the sixth grade, I might. So there's, a, it's interesting, some paradoxes going on in all our lives that are, we're all struggling to resolve. So as I said, this is part three in our crisis trilogy. (laughs) And uh, we started with don't let a crisis sink your marriage. And that has been listened to so much. I'm, I'm surprised, but don't let a crisis sink your marriage seems to resonate. And Mm -hmm. I hope Mm -hmm. there's some really helpful stuff in there. But then we went on and in episode 39, we talked about how to help your husband with his emotions during the crisis. Do you remember talking about yeah, that? Yeah, I do. That was one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Well, you talk a lot and you teach and, and you know, and it's all science-based about how men react later emotionally to yeah, things. Yeah, you like that. You and, like I, that. I, and I live that. It's so true. It's and I was so talking true. to some other folks that I know that have gone through that same pattern, ah. guys who just... Uh, okay, we're going to solve this thing. That's, here's our new normal. We're going to fix this up. we got this over there. And then pretty soon it's like, and then they, ah, oh, Interesting. You know. Well, if that is your case, dear listener, you need to listen to episode 39, how to help your husband with his emotions during the crisis. But this, uh, in this episode, I really want to focus on the long term. All right. We're, we're kind of hunkered Hunker down. down. We don't it. know how long this is going to go on. So these are ideas about what will get us through that long term, right? Okay. Because I think the greatest threat to most families is not the virus. Mm-hmm. The majority of us yeah. aren't going to be touched necessarily directly, directly right. although we may have family members, obviously, but the majority should will probably be safe if they're sheltering at home. So that's not the most pre- prevalent, prevalent threat. Either one. We'll go with either one. And it's not losing a job, and it's not being evicted, and it's not starvation. You know what I think the greatest mm, threat is? What? Relational and emotional deprivations. That will lead to 
edginess, like our letter yeah. writer talked about, or whiny kids, or short tempers, irritability, self-pity, worry, or at worst, depression well, and anxiety. Yeah. And all of that starts to crack families wide open. So yes, an empty cupboard is a valid concern. But I think an even more long, we're talking long range, mm-hmm. long range concern is the empty heart. Yeah, I th- it's, it's so true that the relationship issues just stick with people and families for ever, you know, a long, <laughs> long time. Go. Right. Whereas, you know, you look back and, and we look back at hurricanes or, you know, things that we've lived through. Right. They came and went. They come and go and you're able to work through that. Job losses Right, come whatever and go. it right. is. But those relationship cracks open up and they're hard Reverberate. to, uh, hard to uh, forget and to move forward and move on. Mm. So. You got it. You, so you get what I'm talking about mm-hmm. then. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we want to do with the ideas that we're going to talk about here is get ahead of the curve. If this is going to go on for a long time, we've got to think proactively, creatively before things get worse in our family or in our home. If she's starting to feel this sort of edginess and the cabin fever and the kids and everyone's starting to get on each other's nerves, it's time to get proactive. It's time to get creative. So what we want to do is flatten the curve, if you will, (laughs) for negativity. And we want to raise the curve for the positives. So, you know, you think, well, okay, we've we've gone through the fun time. You know, everybody posts what they were doing (sighs) to to have fun. And now we're into this survival Uh, mode, maybe, is a way to look at it. But I like what you're saying, that it's not a matter of of accepting maybe and saying this is our new normal and you know dad's mm-hmm. edgy yes, that, or, I mean, that's, or whatever that's a but but the acceptance of just kind of falling into some oh, new oh how existence. about creating a better world exactly a better normal that's Ooh, I that's like what that. i think we're headed at right is yes. be proactive about okay yes. here's the situation how do we make it the best yes, it can be yes yes Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for saying that. Because here we are. gold star here. (laughs) This is the time to decide what's really meaningful in our lives, to shed what is not meaningful. What have we been doing that's kept us so busy and away, uh, turning away even from our families? And now we're being forced to turn in to our families because this mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. sample of humanity we have to live with. Yeah, this is what the cards we've been dealt. <laughs> and they're in the four walls and we might as well experiment on them. You can't trade and... three for another or whatever. <laughs> Figure out what works and what doesn't work and choose what's really proactively, intentionally choose the meaningful in our life and emphasize that, find ways to... Bring it out. I love what you what you just said. Well, I mean, so I'm just sitting thinking make it about better normal. Yeah, and I'm thinking about all. There's so many ramifications of this thing, of how you know, I just read today how New York is going. I think it's 40 miles of streets they're going to turn into. New York uh, is New York. Uh, turn. Uh, I think the number into is pedestrian? 40 miles. Yeah, they're going to change. Like like Milan? <laughs> didn't like I hear Milan? that about Milan? Milan's oh, doing Oh, Milan. That. There's the movie Mulan. Oh, I didn't no, say it No, that's right. right. So no, that's the point, that uh, 
you know, municipalities and organizations are creating a different a and taking the normal. opportunity yes. to create some new and exciting things. Oh, I love it. Because of the opportunity to do that. So I think is from a family's perspective, take that same approach, right? Yes. Ooh, so good. All right. So when there's no place other than home, what do you need more of? All right. We're going to make a better normal <laughs> by focusing on what we need more of. Here's right. Because here, here we go. Charles E. Fritz, who was a giant, is described as a giant of modern disaster studies. Good old Chuck Fritz. Yeah, now, I remember him well. That's a real field that came to light after uh, World War II. Mm -hmm. All right. So you study disasters, their ramifications, their impact. And he says that everyday life is already a disaster of sorts. This well, is his conclusion from which and one from which actual disaster liberates us. Mm. Actual okay. disaster liberates you forces from the you everyday change. disasters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It forces change. It change. It gives us each the chance to express the best in ourselves. What and do you think? I, I think some people may feel that uh, it's an opportunity. It was not an opportunity, but uh, there's some worst of ourselves that are come that come out through this. But I like the the fact that yes, it's the opportunity. And in you know when we lived in Florida forever, and we had a zillion hurricanes, and we were involved in in a lot of the. The help, you yeah. know, and Hurricane yeah. Andrew yeah. Uh, went down to Miami. Yeah, you saw you the best. There. You saw the best in people. You exactly. do see the best in people. That's it. But yeah. why can't that be true inside our own four walls? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So let's do it. Okay. Here's the first thing that I suggest that you might need more of in the long term. Okay. And I got my pencil right here. Tell me what it is. Variety. Mm. Variety. Mm-hmm. How many of us are getting bored? My hand's up. <laughs> we need challenges, newness, variety in our lives. Now, I'm not saying routine is bad. I think routine is soothing and it lends a sense of tradition, security in a family mm -hmm. that's just irreplaceable. So routine is important. Kids especially. Yeah, they, cry, they crave for that. They really need routine. So like our daughter's having... Her, her little ones and her husband even are all excited about their new routine in their better life of pizza night on Friday. They have pizza mm. and movies on Friday night. They didn't used to do that. And mm -hmm. now they're having a lot of fun with that. Routine's helping them. Um, I'm enjoying the routine of having phone calls each day with my mm -hmm. parents. I yeah. wasn't talking to my parents No, you're much more day. engaged with your and parents. And now I'm really enjoying our blossoming relationship mm -hmm. with my elderly parents because we get to visit every day about trivial things and the world in general it's wonderful okay so routine is good but let's let's get some variety going and i know it's a it's a problem because i'm seeing memes everywhere about it <laughs> have you right. seen this one until further notice the days yeah. of the week are now called this day that day other day someday yesterday today and next day yeah that's so true <laughs> And then have you seen that one with Groundhog Day, you know, as the Bill Murray picture with the, he's doing his report and he's the microphone from Groundhog Day and it says it's quarantine day yeah, again. That's it. Again. Yeah. yeah. So I've also seen a meme that has 
the grocery store shelves empty of ramen noodles that says nobody's making fun of ramen noodles now. That's right. Yeah, they become a scarcity. But that yeah. is a place that maybe we need some routine. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, some variety. Not yeah, routine. no, that's why I thought you, you and I have been enjoying say. cooking together. Yeah, I mean, we've done a lot of cooking, but we're taking this opportunity to try new things, got there. a new cookbook. And uh, and we're not craving going out to eat. We're not complaining about the restaurants because we're being our own little yeah, restaurant, trying right. new things. So there you go, variety easy. And we're on Grubhub if you want to uh, <laughs> you want to get something. Wait, don't mention those kind of things unless they pay us on this <laughs> podcast. That's true. We, we have uh, we have takeaway available. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Here's a fun way that I've heard a lot of people introducing variety to their lives is through movies. I'm going to call Grubhub here now and tell them <laughs> I just gave them an ad. I'll be, I'll be right back. Through movies, having fun watching yes. different movies we haven't been able to get yeah, to we for have a long a, time. Yeah, we have our wish list on Apple that's like 400 miles long, yeah. and now we're finally chipping away at it. But here's one that's a little more productive, variety. And how about introducing a new organizational project or a work project? to your home. I know lots of families are doing this, getting around to it just like we are. We've been cleaning out the basement, the attic, and so forth, and really getting something done and enjoying doing it together. Mm-hmm. Because Home Depot's so crazy busy right now. Yeah, you, you got to wait in line to to get in. and uh, Yeah. And it's a good thing this is an audio podcast. You can't see the room we're in. Yes, uh, Because true. it would be a We're surrounded by the organizational project. Right. We're right in the middle of, It's more of sure. a disorganization project right now. I saw it. I can't help it. I just love funny memes. I saw a meme where there's a kid sitting on the floor and he's surrounded on the kitchen floor, surrounded by plastic... Pots and pans. No, and, no, oh. the plastic storage containers that everybody okay. always has in oh, abundance. Yeah. And, Tupper, Tupperware. And it says, and, and the meme said something like, match the lids. <laughs> <laughs> this is the homeschool project exactly. for the day. That's a, that's a fabulous advantage <laughs> for mom there. Put your kid on matching the lids. That's yeah, it. it's so good. They think it's fun. <laughs> or have you seen the one that says, no one cleans like Gaston? <laughs> no one <laughs> cleans Gaston. like Gaston? Yes. So it has a mm. husband cleaning, you know, oh, the one with the husband on the roof. He's vacuuming the roof. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So think about some of these fun things okay. that you can do as a family. Um, also, another way to introduce variety, get more variety into your family is just to take up a new hobby, new pursuit. Learn something. Yeah, new. right. Absolutely. Right? Because if your top three hobbies are like eating at restaurants, <laughs> touching your face, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going to non-essential businesses, right? So pick up some new fun thing to do. I mean, it's all over the television and the internet. Disney and Pixar have free tutorials on drawing. You know, uh, the Metropolitan Opera is mm-hmm. having free stuff. We're enjoying a lot of classical music yeah, right now and so stuff like that. there's so much that's being created. You can learn bird sounds. I mean, come you on. You can? Yes, there's wow. everything on the well, internet. I am there. All right, so there's no excuse not to five very simple ways of bringing a little more variety into your life, even while you keep the routines that are helpful to you and your kids. Here's number two, though, after variety. You need more alone Mm. time. A little balance. need, need a little balance. Yes. I'm seeing and hearing a lot about privacy deprivation. Those are my words. 
for what I see <laughs> happening. Privacy deprivation, because obviously the entire family in a lot of cases is living and working at home now mm-hmm, and educating mm-hmm, at home 24 mm-hmm. seven day after day after day after day it's groundhog day and so it's like you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of like how many how many clowns can we get in this car yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're all on top of each other That's all right. the time it's so true i i think about uh, travels to india where they have such small you know people live in in tiny tiny places and there may be a uh, 10, 12 foot square space that 11 people live in. Oh, right. But they've worked it out so that they're not all there at the same time. Because they go to work. They all work at different times. And I'm thinking about, well, what's happening in places like that? Mm. Or families that have worked that type of thing out where they're mm-hmm. on some sort of rotation and now Even they're all together. Even a family in a nice big home can still yeah. get on each other's nerves. It's like when you go, you head out on a vacation in the RV and you think, you know, you got your two weeks ahead of you and you're all excited at the beginning of it. <laughs> oh, you know what that reminds me of? The lady in the closet video. The lady in the closet yes, video? it's gone viral. Okay. All right, so she's middle-aged woman, maybe a little over middle-aged woman, and she's hiding in the closet. She's just got the little flashlight under her chin, so it's shining up, and she's hiding in the closet, kind of whispering to us, and she's saying she's hiding. She's hiding in the closet for some alone time, and she says, like, at first it was okay. It was like a really long weekend, and then the madness. (laughs) The madness madness kicks in. Yes. (laughs) Whoa. All right, but you know what? I have I have spent years listening to women complain about their husbands working from home or being away from mm. home too much. Well, oh, so so yeah, one way or and the now other. Now I'm hearing yeah. from wives who are complaining about their husbands being home too much. Which right. we the, the lady in the closet again. Yeah. She said, um, like this entire experience has made me very much aware that I want a man in my life. Just not in my house. <laughs> That's great. I, I like I like the things that uh, I get. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She talks about hooking up the DVD player, the printer, help her flip the mattress yeah, now and then, right. and then get out. They go away. <laughs> so when you're getting to that point, <clears throat> that's what we're talking about. That's that edge that I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Couples and families falling off of. So privacy, little privacy is going to go a long way. And I learned a lot about this from a couple who lived on a boat for a year. Just the two of them. Yes. And they said that living in constant close contact is a journey into ourselves and into our relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Find out what you're really made of, right? What we need, how we express it, how we deal with that. So here is how they dealt with it, all right? Yeah, how do you deal with when the toilet and the kitchen and the bathroom are all in the well, same it space? Isn't, it isn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it isn't just a matter of sharing space, though you do, there is something about that. But it's there's also some kind of power struggle, some weird mm. power struggle that can kind of... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His ugly head rear its ugly head, meaning... Um, no, I know what you mean. You mean the guy's coming in yeah. and saying, why are you doing it that way? Exactly. 
exactly. Right. Like I have been doing done it that it way this, this yes. way forever. And he's like, no, no, no. There's a much better way to to, right. to, pray, to pray. Whatever. And she's it like, is. no, this is my domain. <laughs> you right. are treading dangerously. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So how do you how, how do you do that? Okay. So this the boat couple. We'll call them the boat couple. They say the very most important thing, and this is revolutionary communication no yes that that is the biggest key <laughs> to this whole privacy <laughs> issue we're <laughs> we're in 100 f- square feet i am not talking to you well you know what <laughs> that really is something i'm hearing about when they just they they just cut out a mm. husband for instance that's who i'm hearing about will just withdraw like this is all too much for me i can't handle the chaos the family life the her her you know nagging on me or whatever so they just check out Mm -hmm. and that really Mm -hmm. yeah that's a hurtful hurtful in the beginning of the end right there so you're going to be in each other's bubbles you just have to accept it and make room for it you may actually need to step aside to let someone else pass Remember those narrow streets in London? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Drive, yeah. One, one car to I time. want to put in a good word for good words, like, excuse me, mm. or I'm sorry. They go a long, long way toward curbing frustration. Teach your kids those very, you know, remind them of those very simple things. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that in, in family dynamics, those types of things just kind of go by the wayside. We're all here. We're moving Good through, point. you know, our space and whatever it is. And that's a really good thing to to say yeah. at this time. Hey, you're looking at me. Yeah, you're breathing my air or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen right now. Put a mask on if and you don't like me breathing as, your air. As far as communication goes, here's another real simple thing. Be clear. Be direct mm. about everything. Don't expect the family to read your mind just take each other at your word yeah right? and, but, don't but that, do the hinting the decoding the mind reading yeah and so being direct is also but comes with that is being diplomatic in how you're being direct. yes right? of course you're right be kindly yeah, direct yeah. arguing is normal in this kind of situation you're gonna have flare-ups it's easy to be offended where no offense was meant. It's easy to be sarcastic. It's easy mm-hmm. to take complaints personally when they weren't meant to be criticism. And all of that is normal in any family life. But in this situation, when we're contained, if you will, then that kind of stuff can escalate faster than normal. Oh, it's sure. like gas fumes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to escalate in those cramped family quarters where there's no escape hatch. Mm-hmm. There's no place to run. <laughs> no venting of the gas fumes. And so what are you going to do? you got to choose to soothe yourself and one another. Forgiveness. There's a whole four-hour skill set that I teach in Wife Savers about this. So I don't want to make it sound too simple. But it's, you've got to make the choice not to let it escalate dangerous stuff in the situation we're in cut the fuse i call it cut the fuse before it gets to the dynamite all right so communication um is one way we're going to handle the privacy Mm -hmm, deprivation mm -hmm. the more alone time um we got to respect each other that's number two after communication this is the boat family (laughs) (laughs) they said respect is 
key. You have to respect that you are all different. You're all handling the situation different and you got to respect each other's downtime. In fact, really get proactive about downtime. Everybody go to their own room, to their own corner. If you're on a boat, go to your own corner. You get the bow, I get the stern. Yes. Hey, you had the bow last time. Yes. Set some boundaries. But yeah, don't you think that this is also an opportunity we talked a little bit a while ago about what the new normal is or whatever. But mm-hmm. this this type of thing is really an opportunity for families to, um, you know, set the aspect of respect and the level of expectation of how we treat each other and everything. Maybe improve upon that. It, right? Yes. Maybe if it, take the next if it's step. Not, if it's not been what it yeah, should right. be, now's or the it could time be better or, to learn and right. to teach I'd love everybody to come to Wifesavers, join our Wifesavers course and community, and we will teach you so much about how to actually uh, implement that and internalize it, assimilate it, make it part of your family culture. It's totally possible. But I do think you need mentoring. I do think you need instruction. I do think you need community and life support and accountability. Yeah, I think a lot. All of that is in our Wise Savers course and community. Absolutely. And I think maybe a lot of families and women uh, who are the, the, you know, the mom and the the wife wife and, you know, I want to say, you know, commander in chief of a lot okay. of things that go on there that you know there's <laughs> yes, she is. there's this desire there's always that you know desire but but how do i do that right yes and that's where that i think what well, you're talking about yes. the course but then we the all community mm-hmm. of sharing and saying oh that's a great idea you know try this try that mm-hmm. uh, would be really really helpful yes the community is a, uh, my favorite part of lightsabers actually but there's also the course that gives mm-hmm. you the real instruction yeah. for me that that is invaluable. All right. So we have communication. We have respect. And one more thing about respect. If you haven't listened to episode 39 about understanding what your man is going through, you really got to do that because empathy is key here. You know, we're stocking up on toilet paper. We should be stocking up on empathy. Yeah, extra, Extra, you need extra. Extra compassion, Mm -hmm. extra empathy so that you can think, you know, that's not like him. That's how he's dealing with this. I understand now that that's how he's dealing with this. I can see now the fear. I can see now the anxiety. And when you can think like that, you'll be so much more patient when you realize that, you know, this isn't how he or my child is normally. It's the extra stress and strain here, just like I'm behaving maybe a little differently than I normally do. Gotta have the respect and the empathy and then we'll we'll be able to live peacefully together. All right. <laughs> um so we've got communication, respect. I'm as always going to, just like the boat people here, promote more. The boat couple. Boat people doesn't sound <laughs> quite what you're trying to get. <laughs> the couple who lived on a boat okay. and gained great wisdom from it and is sharing it with us. They talked about affection, appreciation, admiration, which are three key concepts mm. involved in mm-hmm. Lifesavers, of course. I enjoy your company. You're so helpful to me. It's a thrill to be your wife or your mother. <laughs> I mean, you need more of that. You need extra 
extra doses of that in these cramped quarters, mm -hmm. especially when you're bumping into each other all the time. We're going to have to be extra Real proact proactive. Proactive is the word I'm mm -hmm. thinking of. And including, you know, that appreciation aspect, thank the children for their contributions and sacrifices. There you go. Yeah. Thank your husband for his contributions. Or, or maybe and things that they're that they would normally do, uh, that in these time just go ahead and be more Especially thankful. Especially appreciative. Right. There even you though go. even though, you know, you're supposed to take the trash out every day at that is our new or better norm yeah, right, right there. We're right. just going to be more. We're going to celebrate what we want more of from them. It's there what you appreciation go. boils down to. All right. I have one more idea that goes along with that organizational mm. project that you might want to take on as a fun source of variety in your life. How about keeping the house pleasantly clean and usable? That came from our very wise boat couple. They say mm. it. they found it was in their really tight space more important than ever to keep things as orderly as possible. Mm -hmm. And you would think, you know, nobody's dropping in. The yeah, neighbors aren't going right. to come in. We're not having a party. So things could get pretty lax. But when that happens, you got clutter. You've got mess. And that in itself can be a source of stress. Well, it's certainly, I know for you, a stress uh, where things are out of place. Yeah, this is a very stressful room for me right <laughs> that's now. That's we're that's we're that's seeing that. it. <laughs> and, and so, you know, if you've got uh, three, four, five kids or whatever <laughs> thrown into the mix on your right. boat, or, yeah, uh, true. then maybe, but you know, think more When you've got everyone that. at home 24-7, yeah. you don't want people yeah. breaking stuff. You don't want people tripping over or, stuff. Or where's my this? Or, or losing yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yes, because that all causes unnecessary frustration. Right. And again, frustration is can be dangerous. It can escalate yes. quickly right. in the contained environment. So yeah, gotta be gotta be proactive, you know, your house as tight and as cramped as it may feel to you day after day right now, you gotta remember it's a lot bigger than someone else's house. And That's right. You, you probably have a lot more room. And, you know, looking back, we may, we may actually miss these days when we were forced to stay home. When we get back to our busy lives. Well, again, I don't know. Careful how far you're going to go I with think we, there'll be aspects of it. <laughs> there will be aspects will, of it. You are quite right. Totally agree. Okay. So we've talked about we need more... What was our first one? Oh, we need more variety. Mm -hmm. And second, we need more privacy, more mm -hmm. alone time, mm -hmm. which includes more respect. We need more respect and compassion, empathy, and all that. So, but here's my third one. We need more touch. Well, certainly we're physically distancing now, right? Exactly. So what's the message? That yeah, we're getting no, all so the time. Yeah. The message we're getting Don't over and over is touching that. things, right. touching people, breathing air yeah. is risky. And and it it's interesting. You know, there's been videos and articles and news reports about 
Okay, you bring your groceries home. Now what do you do? Exactly. Or Amazon brings – there's I'm giving another plug. Amazon's going to pay us now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a delivery at the door. You know, do I touch the box yes. and all this you stuff? You use the long prongs. Yeah, that's <laughs> Put it under uh, the UV lights there. And then maybe. you pull out the disinfectant. Inject it with Lysol. Yeah, yeah right. right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the message that we and our children are getting over and over. And there's a real risk in mm-hmm. treating everything as being so risky in that we can become touch deprived. Mm-hmm. We all need physical connection with things that are living. And Zoom is a blessing right now, of course. Any kind of virtual connection with people well, we is better three, than nothing. We got three sponsors in this uh, podcast <laughs> today so far. But virtual will yeah, never replace right. the presence, the physicality, and so forth. Touch deprivation, or what experts call it, is skin hunger. Skin hunger? Yes. Mm. It's an actual condition that arises when we have little or no physical contact with others. And it actually impacts how we think and how we feel. You know, it's, it's really true. I remember in, in 1999, I, was, I did a video conference training. I was a trainer and I would travel all over every week, going somewhere. I remember, remember that. And, yeah. And so the idea was... We've got this new technology. The internet was just kind of on its, you know, baby legs there, and <laughs> and we're going to do this uh, internet-based video training. Failed absolutely miserably, absolutely miserably. Oh, really? Yeah, and we it was a big long six-hour flight uh, that I had to go and kind of say, okay, sorry about that. Let's be together, and and really, what business has found out that this face-to-face being in the same room, shaking hands. You, you know, engaging in business, yeah, you you need it. You really need it, and you need it for significant relationships in business. Okay. Okay. So times it by a million for for a personal family family personal relationship, primary exactly relationship. So if all of you are, are in your separate rooms and you're all on Zoom talking to each other, uh, you know that's <laughs> a little extreme house. in the same house. That's a bit extreme. <laughs> but but you know I'm thinking I've been thinking about this now. So when mm-hmm. I go back to my travels, is mm-hmm. it going to be if you can do it on Zoom, do it on Zoom, oh, and then only we'll do essential? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be kind of interesting. We're something yeah Society there there is something there is uh, but there I, is a loss I, I i and because of that it makes it more important than ever that we fulfill that need in our own homes right all right so exactly. we need more we need to be more aware about our children's needs mm-hmm. for that kind of thing um otherwise we're going to see aggressive behavior is one of the signs of touch deprivation mm. or skin hunger, mm. um, high stress levels, loneliness. It can even lead to mental health issues like depression, sexual dysfunction, and other mm-hmm. signs of mm-hmm. unsatisfying uh, relationships because we become more and more um, preoccupied with self yeah, right. and less comfortable being vulnerable with others if we're not being touched it's Mm. so interesting all right so what what i suggest um we need lots of touching more than usual cuddle buddies i call it you can even (laughs) you know ask kids your kids to be cuddle buddies to one another 
um, watching TV yeah, or, or exactly. whatever. Um, hold your child's hand, your spouse's hand, stroke their head or back, rub their neck, pat their head, kiss their cheek. Those simple little touches mm-hmm. are going to do so much more than you realize. I, I, you know, I, I like this because you think about in the course of a day and we're all in the same house and we're all interacting and flowing through space and time. It doesn't take much at all just to reach no, out. But I have found that lately that I'll go hours without touching you because we're in because we're so mm-hmm. much together right now. And I have to think, I haven't kissed Dale today. Well, yeah, I hear you say, come upstairs, I want to touch you, you know. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. No, really? I'll be right back. Seriously though, have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? Well, I have no, I have actually, and I think because we talk about this maybe more. I've thought about it that when we're in the kitchen or passing by, that I will try to to do mm. that and to reach out. Mm-hmm. But I think to what we were talking about a little while ago, that we get you get into the rut or the routine of space, right? This is my space. This is your space. And this is the kid's and corner. And I think you start to just take each other for granted exactly. and each other's presence. That's, you don't have the like, right. oh, you're home. Yeah. I'm so glad to see you after being apart for hours and hours. Right. And so you forget to... Touch. Yeah, daddy's home. Still, exactly. Still. 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 <laughs> would, you, would you go so you can come back and we can sing that song so about daddy coming home? Here's some. <laughs> yeah, we have a little song we used to sing for daddy when he came home. Um, you can play family games where you hold hands. Everyone can hug at the end of the day or hold hands at prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like some thing. families do at mealtime, if mm-hmm. that's what your family tradition you have. Brush your girl's hair. Give them back rubs. Do you know that even prolonged showers and baths are good for that skin hunger? Now, dads hate to hear that. Well, it's, yeah. The hot no water. water left. You know how much we're paying for this stuff? Yeah. You can wrap up in blankets. Yeah, that's better. Encourage your kids to Short wrap shower, up in get in a blanket, you'll feel better. Weighted blankets are popular for that mm. reason. Um, and even little pets or big pets, I guess, clinging to pets are good for kids. Mm-hmm. Our, I'm really glad that our grandchildren just happened to be, to um, their kitty had kittens right. right at the beginning of this yeah. whole thing. And so they're getting to love and love and love on those The timings kitties. work because they're like that eight week or something, six, eight week uh, where they're lots of fun. Perfect and, timing. Yeah. So what all that does is obviously increase the, those hormones that are so helpful to helping us connect to others, that feel-good sensation that gives you a mm-hmm. sense of well-being mm-hmm. and happiness, that's literal physiology. So we've got oxytocin going. We got, we're increasing our levels of dopamine and serotonin. This is so healthy for our bodies and our minds and our relationships. So find ways to work more Touch. Touch is a life-giving force. And I, the thing that's interesting, you, you talk about hormones a lot and the serotonin and dopamine and stuff and, and how a, the certain things you just uh, alliterated, um, articulated, I should say, um, increase these yeah. hormones. Yes. But it's also bad when you don't have them. It's it, it, they're, 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 they're regulators, right? And if your mm-hmm. life is full of things where you don't have them yes. and they start to deficit. decrease, yes. 
then that's an issue. So yes. it's a it's more right. important, I think, to really focus that on that leads to the things we were talking about. Yeah. Aggressive behavior, higher stress, loneliness, the the sense of unsatisfaction right. overall. So absolutely depression. You know, they found kids in um like juvenile detention facilities that their aggressive and depressive behavior was greatly modified and uh, improved. Reduced. Yeah, yeah and reduced by massages, regular mm. massages. It's mm. that touch thing and those hormones mm. that are a result. Okay. All right. So we've talked about one, two, three, four things, a lot more than that inside each one, but variety. We need more variety. We need more privacy, alone time, respect in our families. We need more touch. And the last one is we need more fun. We need more joy. <laughs> I think we're forgetting how badly we need joy and fun and variety kind of go together, don't they? But hopefully we're because of the lack of sociality and play and even optimism, and even a loss of innocence in our children. I just hate the thought of our grandchildren having to deal with this. Yeah. Like, you, you'd think the, what is the, the world feels so threatening. Yeah, now. the kid, you know, childhood should be free and and yeah. learning and having fun and not be in this almost oppressive type situation. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so much so much is depending on how mom and dad are approaching mm -hmm. this whole thing, their attitude. And so if we can introduce more joy, bring pro proactively, we keep using that word, but intentionally looking for and pointing out and helping our children and ourselves find more joy. You know, David Kessler is the world's foremost expert on grief. There's an expert on grief. Yes, he is the founder of grief.com. Wow. And people come from all over the world to grief.com. There you go. There's four things that we've now uh, And he says, today. this is the opposite <laughs> of joy and fun, grief, all right? He says, yes, we're feeling a number of different griefs right now. We feel the world has changed, and it has. We know this is temporary, but it doesn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. And we realize things will be different. Just as going to the airport is forever different from how it was before 9-11, things will change. And this is the point at which they changed. The loss of normalcy, the fear of economic toll, the loss of connection, this is hitting us, and we're grieving collectively we're not used to this kind of collective grief mm -hmm, in the air mm -hmm. and then he goes on to talk about anticipatory grief mm. that means you're grieving before all, the thing all, has yeah, even happened right right right, right. right? <clears throat> we feel it when someone gets a dire diagnosis or when we have the normal thought that we might lose a parent and, and uh, someday. Anticipatory grief is also more broadly imagined futures. Mm -hmm. Okay, so right. the storm is coming. There's something yeah. bad out there. And with a virus, this kind of grief is so confusing for people. Our primitive mind knows something bad is happening, but we can't see yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. That's interesting. It's so interesting because we talk a lot about living in Florida and, and hurricanes and how you'd you'd watch them come on TV, right? right. That they would they would be uh, they would be moving at eight miles an hour, and you know the whole thing was uh, 
was just the the television it weather was guy. Wearing, yeah, it's, it was it's, emotionally it exhausting. It is, and I and I remember many times just saying, "Enough! I, I I'm not going to watch this anymore." Because all I'm doing is worrying, and then often those hurricanes would take a right turn or whatever, and they wouldn't they wouldn't mm-hmm. be a factor. Exactly. And so here with this virus, it I think it's so much worse because it's 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 a global thing if you look at it that way. It's open ended. And then it's a right down to my neighborhood thing. It's yeah. you know I don't know is that guy do I really want to talk to my neighbor or do I want to get close oh. and blah blah blah. It's just really yes. difficult. We got to lighten up. <laughs> we got to have more fun. If you don't have fun in life, you start wondering what is the point in yeah, life. Yeah, what's the purpose? Yeah. Right? Brene Brown says a critically important component, <clears throat> excuse me, of wholehearted living is play. Mm-hmm. Play is as essential to our health and functioning as the rest. Right? And what what is fun? What is play? It's really spontaneity, don't you think? You know, I I was thinking yesterday. It's doing something crazy just for the heck of it. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking of the movie Wally yeah. yesterday. Okay. Okay. Because this society had developed because they didn't do anything. Oh. Right? Remember that? Yes. And they became yes. very obese and, and yeah. no movement. They had everything around passive them city. to do, totally passive. And I mean, there's, and you talk about memes and things on Facebook. Everybody's saying, you know, eight o'clock is the time to put on your evening pajamas. Uh-huh. And, and the other <laughs> thing is, put on a pair of jeans, you know, once a week to make sure you still fit. <laughs> and, and I'm dealing with that. I realize yeah. that I don't weigh anymore, but my body has changed because oh, I'm not, moving. I'm not moving as much, oh, right? Oh my gosh. Well, the- so we don't want to be Wally <laughs> world. Uh, and so I think that this idea of play and activity is so critical for not only our bodies, but our minds and our emotions and, and everything. I know one of my students actually took her kids' devices away from them and their games, their virtual mm-hmm. things, because she was concerned about this. That this is what they were doing more yeah, than the, ever. The normal uh, go-to thing. And so she said it was horrible. It was hell for five days. Yeah. <laughs> it was everyone went through withdrawal. Yes. And that's not an exaggeration. Yeah, no, that's true. They went through withdrawal. She says at the end of five days, they actually started talking to each other. They actually started talking to her. They actually started reading a book. They actually started playing games. They actually started going outside. Mm. So she really had a positive experience, but not until she had hunkered down and well, lasted out that five, five days. days. Yeah, good for her. That's a ama- five <laughs> hours would be difficult for most. I don't I'm not saying everybody has to do that, of course, but the whole point is I love this Wally comparison. The fun and play is not something you feel. It's something Mm -hmm. you do. Yeah, right. Pleasure is a feeling. Right. Fun and play is a doing thing. You got to get at it. You have to do it. So go go have some fun. Get out there and play. (laughs) You know, there's so much joy to be had in, in, in little things and in being with your family. I mean, everything from playing games. You know, the game industry has mm-hmm. gone yeah. through the roof. That's when you want to buy stock in something right now. 
they are selling board games Probably like crazy. a short, short-term gain on those things when, when everybody stops playing. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's, this is the new better, it's right? the new this norm, okay. The new norm, the new better, the new norm. <laughs> there's fun, there's joy and physicality. Get out, you know, our daughter was saying the other day that her two little guys, she's letting them jump on the couch. Now, this used to be a no-no, but she's letting them jump on the couch now. And her husband's saying, hey, hey, what, what, what's going on? Don't let them, what are you letting? And she's like, well, where else are they going to jump right now? <laughs> the weather's not allowing them to go outside, so she lets them jump on the couch. So there's a lot of fun enjoying that kind of physicality in stories, in puzzles, in dance parties. And, you know, I've heard about some families that are doing backyard campouts. Sure. Just there's yeah. the variety thing, but right, it's right, also right. fun. And my brother's having fun teaching his daughter how to drive his teenager. And they're having a lot of fun at it. They're going out to the Boeing parking lot and because they live in Seattle and pick there's a, nobody there right lot. now. Yeah, pick a parking lot. It's a big empty parking lot. <laughs> Except for Costco. They're actually having That's fun right. together. So he's having fun passing on life skills. Mm-hmm. This is a great time to keep teach your kids how to bake or yeah, whatever. Any number of things. Sure. Exactly. Find joy and fun in nature. A lot of families are getting outside more than they ever have mm-hmm. before. And you know what? I'm going to try really hard to wake up tomorrow morning and say, this is going to be a fun day and wake up with a smile on my face. I'm going to try today when I'm doing the dishes to think this is fun. Just saying that makes me (laughs) smile. It does. If you, it's, it's scientifically study proven. If you wake up and make and smile first thing, Mm -hmm. it affects the entire rest of the day. Yeah, the, another study I read not long ago that the first thing you put into your head in the morning yeah. has this dramatic effect on your day and what you do and how you do it. So, so let's have more fun. Yes, let's, I'm let's for it. Let's have more fun. So we need more variety. We And that goes hand in hand with more fun, I think. We need more privacy and alone time, some mm-hmm. downtime. In our homes, we need more touching and we need more joy. We need more fun. All right. And I think if we can incorporate at least those four things, we're going to have, uh, we can take more of this as much as, <laughs> we can, <laughs> yes, as we much can, as we have to hunker down. We can hunker down through it all. Exactly. You know, a family named Kellogg had 12 kids, 12 kids. And they decided to roam the U.S. in an RV and do their little homeschool project for a year in an RV. Can you fathom it? No, I hope it was a very large RV. (laughs) Why didn't they get like four or five RVs? That would be better. When they were asked about how they're handling this whole chaos kind of thing, she said, mom said, we will survive. This is a time to over protect but not overreact and then she said we try not to we try to lead and not bark i have no idea how this is all going to work out but what they're doing is not dwelling on the uncertainty ahead but on the possibilities 
Thanks for listening to the Wife Savers Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed, now is the time. We're doing our best to churn out a lot of really helpful information during this COVID crisis. Because as I say, we're very concerned about you, your marriage, and your family. And in that vein, I hope you will seriously consider on taking me up on the offer to become a student. Join the Wise Savers course and community. It's an unprecedented offer right now, limited time, only $19.99 to get started. Just go to wisesavers.org slash membership to the premium membership checkout and use the code WS podcast and you'll get your super uber deal. Can't wait to be your personal mentor. Home is with you wherever that may be.